from video games to parenting to, you know, just life in general, this is not going to be your normal truth response podcast, but we did have a great conversation um, just about life. So sit back, relax. Welcome to the truth response. The Truth Response. So, Mark, I don't know how uh, how versed you are in Nintendo. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're old. So, but, uh, <laughs> but they just announced a new Mario movie that they're making. Okay. And the cast is very interesting. Okay. So playing Mario is Chris Pratt. Okay. Um, and I think that alone is very, very... Weird. So it's a weird choice. I mean, I like Chris Pratt. I like Chris Pratt, but uh... I don't feel like he would fit the Italian plumber. Nope, I don't think so. But I mean, actors are actors, right? Like, yeah. I mean, they're well. I guess they could, yeah. And then Charlie Day, which he's, I think the only thing that he is known from is, um, what's it called? What's that show? Uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Uh, I've never seen it. Yeah, it's it's a really weird show. Don't watch it. Okay. okay. Very weird. I'm show. just wondering how do you develop characters in a Mario Brothers movie? I don't know. Have you not seen the original movie? No. Okay, so a lot of no. people thought it was terrible. I actually thought it was pretty pretty legit because I'm a big fan of 80s like movies and it was like 80s 90s. I think it might have been in the 80s, but it is 80s 90s uh film that was about a post-apocalyptic style portal world that they step into and these two plumbers you know mario and luigi uh, mario mario and luigi mario they're brothers you know um and so like they step into this other world and um that basically it's i don't know it's super cheesy it's an 80s film like it's along the lines of like total recall cheese you know, like I super. Thought, I thought Total Recall was really good. I, I thought it was a good movie too, but it was still. Yeah, I mean, was, you I mean, look back, and in all of those movies are kind of cheesy, but it, it's along those kind of feel to it. But I actually really liked the movie, and they even threw homage to the Babam mm. by having a little Babam is like the little, little exploding bomb, bomb guy. And explodes. Yeah, I didn't so. play a lot of video. Well, I take that back. Um, there were video games in my life, but they were usually involved extracurricular activities, and we never really cared about mm-hmm. the video <laughs> games. So I mean, <laughs> but so I'm, then, I'm not really a big video game guy. And then even even through like um, Sony, PlayStation, and that kind of thing, Ryan was all into it, and I tried right. to get into it, and it became more of a frustration than it did anything else. So I was like, yeah, this is <laughs> I got enough of that yeah. in my life. <clears throat> Playing Bowser will be Jack Black. Which, uh, <laughs> who, who? Is it a cartoon? I'm not sure. Is it yet. animated? I don't know. I, think I saw it, the it I saw be. the the cover and it it looks like Mario. It's like a a 3D animated it looks Mario. Like it's be animated. But I haven't seen any previews or anything like that so, yet. So when is this cutting? When this wow, when is this movie coming out? 2022. Okay, good. So next year. Um, Hopefully we'll get this podcast in before. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Right. And then, um, so if you saw that movie, yeah, right. <laughs> if, it's, if it's past time for that to come out, I think playing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Playing Donkey Kong is Seth Rogen. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> playing Donkey Kong is Seth Rogen in the Mario movie. Yeah, Donkey Kong. Yeah, in well, the Mario movie. Yeah. Well, that's that's originally where Mario came from, was from Donkey Kong. Oh, I guess that's true. Old school. Old He was like, yeah. He was right, one right. running up the girders. No, you're right. Yeah, yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. I don't put those two together most of the time, but you're right. That's yeah. the boom, 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 yeah, yeah, boom yeah, yeah. with the hammer thing and yeah. the barrels and all that. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> the original bad guy. The original bad guy. Mm-hmm. That's right. Oh, man. Donkey Kong. I used to play that on the original Game Boy all the time. I played the stand-up video game. The actual stand-up arcade yeah. oh, yeah, and yeah. drop quarters in it. And hmm. I, so. had the, I, had the, I had the gall to ask my, my old man for five bucks to go blow out the video game arcade back in the 
man, the early 80s. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was a wrong move. Oh, man. <laughs> he wrecked my day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I ended up going, he goes, you want five bucks? No problem. Go weed the garden. Yeah. And we had a garden that went right around the fence line. We had a, you know, just a lot. Right. But when you're, you know, 13 years old, that lot looks like two acres. Yeah, right. When you're right. having to pull weeds out of right. the bed, you know. So. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, when, when I first, uh, well, I guess I wasn't out of college yet. My, I think it was my first or second summer uh, in college, I interned, uh, no, interned at my my home church as a youth pastor you know, did mm-hmm. the youth pastor intern uh thing with the pastor that was there at the time and um we were given the youth was given a like the fellowship hall right the old fellowship hall because they had built a new building and all that stuff and they finally were releasing their grip on a room right with a kitchen which was mm-hmm. kind of cool and so we redid that that summer like that's we pulled up the carpet that's been there that had been there for 40 50 years or whatever you know that was glued on with like the hardest glue possible (laughs) and you know and it was up on the walls too so that was fun you know and um at least it was cement on the walls you know we replaced all of that with you know the drywall and we you know did the diamond blade buffing out of the glue and all that stuff right well once we did all that we were looking for stuff to put in it so we found these really cool, like, diner booth things mm-hmm. um, that we stuck in there. And then um, we went to this arcade restoration place looking to see what pricing was going to be and stuff. And so I got to see some, like, the original Tron arcade yep. machine sitting yep. back up in there. Um, some of, like, the, the just the really cool – obviously, there was several Pac-Man and all of the, all of the different um, – pinball games that you could think of you guys but they had like the there was a crossbow game that was there and it was i mean that was an old one and and just everything everything you can imagine in this warehouse you know some of them guts are kind of ripped out of a little bit but it was just really cool to see like all these like different old school games that that you know some of us look back on and are like that would be really cool to play that you know like the old asteroids so oh yeah, yeah. Oh, asteroids. so asteroids was basically a stand-up video game, and it was a triangle, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. black and white triangle, and these floating, floating asteroids. Asteroids, and you would just this triangle would shoot these little dots and hit the asteroids, and the asteroids would break up. It would kind of split thing. in half, and then those would, would split, split in half, and, split, and then you'd split. kill those. Or you'd be able the whole to idea was to just stay alive and but shoot asteroids. When they go <laughs> off the screen, they come back on the screen. On the opposite, on the opposite side. side. So gotcha. it's like floating constantly. So when you break it up, there's more pieces to dodge then because mm-hmm. you're also moving the yeah. little spaceship thing. Right. But so very old school, man. That very was, intense. But, but game. that was the that was man, you'd stay there for hours. Yeah. Hours playing this I'm a big game. Galaga fan. Yep. I, I, I like I yep. like Galaga a lot. Uh, they had one of those in there and everything too, so that was cool. <laughs> Video games today, though, video games today have morphed a lot. Yeah. Well, they're, they're, it's more of a, it's more of a, uh, like a, a virtual reality. Not, not in the sense you're putting stuff on your well, face, but it's sometimes. Like, well, sometimes. I mean, yeah. yeah I mean, oh, that's but, become a big thing too. But, but you know, it's like a, a, a well, even war, World of Warcraft. It's like a world now. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's a whole thing. Back People when, live on there. Yeah. I mean, they they waste their lives away for an amount an imaginable amount of time you know like i'm not saying if you play you're wasting your life away i'm saying like like there's people that they do nothing all day long except for world of warcraft it just blows me away i mean how you could live into in this virtual and i mean world <laughs> some, of the, some of the stuff that i hear you can do on these video games um you know especially stuff like uh what's the one where you you go around and you're robbing people in GTA. Yeah. Grand, Grand Theft, Theft Auto. Auto. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I hear about that one all the time. I've GTA never played 5, it. GTA 5, still $60 to buy. 
Brand new, brand new games cost that's, sixty yep, dollars. So, okay. and they go down over time, thirty dollars, and eventually like fifteen bucks is where they Any land. Any game that's not made by by Nintendo, that is. Well, right. I don't know anything about Nintendo games anymore because I are Wii games. Still I got away from bucks. that whenever all of their games went downhill. Um, but which I, I haven't played in a long time, mm-hmm. so things are, have apparently been going back up. But anyways, that's neither here nor there. But. The game is still $60, and it's been out... GTA Five's been out for, what, eight years? Something like that. Or more? And the game still costs brand new, and some used copies are even expensive, but brand new, the game still costs $60. So let's go down this rabbit hole for a minute. Uh, and this has always been something that I've, I've kind of harped on, um, not in overt fashion, but how can we sit here... Um, as parents and, you know, parents and, you know, you're going to be a parent sooner or later, I'm assuming. Um, that cove. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're already, Derek's already a parent. I'm a, yep. I'm a been and gone parent. In other words, yeah. my kids are gone. Mark's a grandparent. I am a grandparent. There you go. Yeah. He's and pretty I, grand. Yeah. Thank you. Wait a minute. <laughs> 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 um, anyway, but how can we sit here and just, you know, that has to desensitize kids, right? Mm-hmm. And then wonder, you know, you sit there and go, well, why are kids going around, you know, shooting each other in, in schools and stuff? But yet we come home and we allow them to get immersed in these worlds and that kind of thing and start shooting people or running over people or, you know. Uh, and it's funny. And it's funny, you know, and we, and we laugh about it. But at the same time, are we desensitizing kids to that kind of violence? I, I have been talking about violent get- video games and relation to, in relation to school shooting for a long time. I've had that, that conversation a lot. And I actually think that it has less to do with the violence in the video game as much as it has to do with, A, a toxic community that, that people are talking to, you know, talking to each other online. And, and, it's, and games are super toxic. Fortnite community, super toxic. League of Legends community, super toxic when it comes to their online. They're just trash talk. And it's not like trash talk that, like, whenever you're playing a friendly game, you trash talk each other. Mm-hmm. It's like they're just downright mean mm-hmm. to each other. And so uh, I think it has a lot to do with that because we've got this mentality of the bully mentality, you know, online and stuff. And so I think that messes with people's psyche. But I think that the other thing that it has to do with is the lack of good social uh, connection. And I, I think that that has more to do with some of those school shooting situations than the actual violence in video games, because there's, there's an unimaginable number of people that play these violent video games that don't act out violently. So we're talking about a tiny percentage of people who possibly play these video games that are acting out this way. There's something else in correlation here. Because if, if it were this violence-based thing that's causing this, then, then you'd see it way more in all facets of life than just we're seeing it primarily in these, these school shootings that we talk about it anyways. That's where we, we talk about the correlation. But, but I think that it has to do more with the negativity side of things than the actual content when it comes to school shootings. Well, and, 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 and check this dynamic out, and, I, and correct me if I'm wrong because I may be off base, but most of these school shootings are happening or having, happening in kind of like a suburban or rural-type situation, right? I don't ever hear about, like, inner city, you know, the inner city of Chicago, New York. Well, but they're already like getting a, shootings. They, I mean, they've right, got a lot yeah, of that, that anyway. That, so. That's happening in their neighborhood, right? right? That's not really happening in the schools. Right. I mean, I I don't know. I mean, I don't I don't know one way or the other about it being in the school. We don't hear about it in the schools at the very least. I mean, and it's usually if you do hear about it, it's not usually like, you know, a mass shooting. Right. Like it's, you know, stray bullet hits student, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. I don't I don't ever remember hearing about it as an inner city thing in the school. Right. Right. Um. Usually when it's in the school, it, you're talking about, you know, Sandy Hook, um, even the one that happened out, out here in, in Fort Lauderdale a few years back. Um, I forgot the name of the school. 
stone something or other. Mm. But anyway, yeah, 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 it's, yeah. it's still still that area, even though it's outside of Fort Lauderdale, still a suburb kind of area. Sure. Most so, most recently, <clears throat> I think that um, the 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 kids who have been like caught attempting to do this, like planning it out, have been planning in groups. Like there's groups of four or five kids that are organizing this and who have access to their parents' weapons and, you know, like draw out maps of the school and plans of what to do. And so I don't know if it's, um, it, it may still be about lack of socialization, but I think that, um, when you have, when you have kids in these groups, I think it kind of shows something different. That's an interesting, that's interesting. I mean, I can't, I can't think of, well, even the first major school shooting, which would be Columbine, right? That's right. the one. Well, I, that's the one that everybody is everybody like. Remembers. First one people think of. Yeah, yeah. that was. Uh, that was two kids. Yeah, that was a group. I don't. I can't. Re- there was. Well, there that, was a possible third, but the story goes that he was told just you know, he didn't know about it. But there was a, a third guy that hung out with these these two guys okay. or whatever, okay. and he, they. The one of the one of them was like, you know, you should just go on home and skip class today. Right. Okay. And, I do remember that that and, part of it. Yeah. I mean, not that he was involved in the planning or anything, but like, as a close buddy of the two that that went in and blew blew things up yeah. and shot people. But because when I was going to school, the biggest thing was was the fist fight. Occasionally, there was a weapon. You know, some kind like of a weapon, chair or something. A chair yeah. or a bar. A re- piece of rebar was mm. pretty. Was yeah. pretty. Was not common, but you know, you heard about it. Right. But man, you never worried about going and getting like knifed or, or especially shot when, yeah. when you got went in school. Occasionally, yeah. got ran over. But well, when <laughs> I was because we were idiots in the parking lot. When I was in school, in high school, I mean, I lived in a, a small redneck town, so there was guys that had guns in their their trucks, yeah. you know, yeah. like hunting rifles in yeah. their trucks or whatever, you know, that was I mean, I don't know. People didn't necessarily fight fair, but they didn't like fight that dirt. You know what I mean? Like that wasn't a thing. Like if you really hated somebody, you got a group of people together and beat them up. It wasn't like a, you know, out to kill them kind of a thing. Like, and I don't know. I, I don't, I mean, I grew up right after I was in high school. Right after all that, you know, Columbine and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Whenever that started to be a, I don't know, a more visual thing. I think part of it is the, the, I don't know, the lack of of that stuff being there. Like the, I don't know, you don't want to so shoot up school if agree- there's a potential that another student's got a gun is going to stop you. Yeah, you know? we're all in agreement here. The gun is not the problem, right? I mean. Because oh, right, right. I've run into tons of people. Well, you know, you know. Of course, the the first thing media wants to do is they want to start talking gun control and that kind of thing. I think if I think if someone is out to kill, they're going to find a way to kill someone. Yeah. Well, but I think that that just lends lends aid to it's not the video game either. You know, like just because they're playing video games is not that's not the reason why. It's some mental instability or that that's been caused by something right so like i would say if if a kid is playing so much video games that that could possibly be the cause of why they go off the chain and do something like that like parents should have stepped in and actually you know parented at some point you know showed them love i mean no no there's got to be some kind of interaction no child in the right mind would do that i don't think so either no, I don't. I don't think so either. Um, but I don't think that it's it's. I don't think it's the video game inherently. Does that make sense? Like, I just I just wonder. Okay, my anytime I hear about it, you know, and then I go and I see. Well, you know, I used to play um, a first person shooter, uh, black something. It was a black ops. Game. Black ops. Yeah. That was for whatever reason that was really so deal. old mark oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> call of duty black ops has been out for oh, wait a minute hold on a second. i wasn't good at it <laughs> that's all right i wasn't either but <laughs> i used to go into these these group you know yeah. games and and just get killed like all the time right um but uh i just wonder you know what these first person shooters does it see you know take the edge off of 
of of you know pulling the trigger you know especially if you've never if you've if you've grown up in a household where you know you know guns are bad but oh, we're yeah. going to allow you to shoot the you know we're gonna allow you to get online and we're gonna allow you to shoot people even though it's virtual but guns are bad so now now in in my head i'm i'm thinking this kid has got no sense of how of the lethality is that a word mm-hmm. um of a of a of a firearm all he knows is that virtually he can go around and shoot people and then reset you know no yeah okay so so the other I thing mean, is i may is, be i may be way off here when, when we're talking statistically speaking okay like statistically speaking believe it or not the majority of people who play video games are actually like 18 to 35 okay is actually the video game like these are the people that play video games uh for the most part i mean you still got there's there's video games in in all of the younger kids homes and stuff too you know mm-hmm. um but the people who are on all the time all the streamers and all that stuff like their audiences are primarily that that age range so not saying that the games can't be uh directed at or or affecting younger kids obviously but that's also not the majority of the people that are playing these games um the other thing is is it's it's on you to be a responsible parent and not give your kids games that it's a they can't handle right because you know like, your kid games like Call of Duty and GTA are rated are rated um, mature M yeah for mature M for mature which is rated for seventeen and older um, so I think if you're a parent and you give your kid these games you should like at least seek out to make sure that they aren't you know, I don't know. Like, also, so, I, I mean, so okay. You, what do you do whenever you've got a kid in the house and you've got firearms? You're gonna teach them when they're really young, yeah, about the safety of them, right? So, like, I think it's the same with everything we do. We should be teaching kids that vegetables are healthy and that we should have some of them in our life, even if we don't like them, right? Mm-hmm. We should be teaching our kids that you know, video games are just that they're just they're just games like it's not real life it's not meant to be an option for for real life activities you know like it's it's supposed to be i think we should be teaching our kids responsibility in all aspects of the things that we allow them and in life so i mean my daughter just started playing video games with me um we started playing minecraft which isn't violent at (laughs) at least not not the what we play. We play it on peaceful mode. But it's it's basically an eight bit block building game that that is I don't know. It's fun, you it's know. Peaceful. And so it's peaceful. And so I just started teaching her that, you know, to play that. And she had tried some Lego games that were Indiana Jones, you know, before where you kill these other Lego people. But it's like I don't know. It's it's not violent you know what i mean so i think it's more about the responsibility you know like that you take as a parent and teaching teaching your kids everything i mean if you're involved in your kid's life that's not the kid that's shooting up the school Mm. you know what i mean like it it's the i i would bet money that the parents that are involved or that of the kids that that are shooting up schools aren't super involved i mean it happens though i'm not i'm not saying all i mean obviously there's exceptions to the rules but i would say for the most part those aren't the those aren't the kids that shoot shooting up the schools that are the parents that are yeah involved in these kids lives you know and and actually invested and i I think that we've pulled away from that a a fathers are gone right we've removed fathers from lives of kids to a great extent in this country but then also just parenting has become this they call it what do they call it uh like free range parenting i don't know whatever like just let your kids do whatever they want to and then eventually you'll connect but that's that's got this mentality that it's parenting is about being buddy buddy with your kids Mm-mm. and that's not what it's about i mean you can call me a helicopter parent or or a lawnmower parent or something i don't know they've got all these funky names for it but i'm gonna I, I i'm like gonna to hover i'm gonna hover over my kid because i'm responsible for this kid i'm responsible for her to learn right and wrong i'm responsible for her uh 
growth and behavior in society. I'm I'm responsible for her learning, right? Like I I'm going to be on top of her, right? I'm not going to smash her. I'm not going to crush her underneath of me, you know, and and whatnot. But like I'm I'm not just going to let her do whatever she wants to, you right. know. Like the, the problem is that um parent these free range parents um are like hold on is that really a thing that's what that's i think what that's they're what calling they're called. it they're calling it really yeah um, i know that i know helicopter parent is a thing that's like yeah. the it's like the hovering over your kids it's the that's what people who think that you should just let your kids do whatever they want to call normal parenting right yeah so do you, do you remember your point i'm sorry i interrupted you guys yeah um so the problem is that these free-range parents think that it's up to the government and the school system to make sure that your kid grows up to be successful. But that's not what the schools are there for. The yeah. schools are there to teach the students who want to learn and who are able to learn. And if parents are sending their kids to school, like, undisciplined and, you know, they don't have any foundation of any kind of learning or anything like that, you know, you're going to school and you're not going to be able to learn on the same capacity as other students, at least. Yeah. Wow. Free range parenting. Yeah. yeah. Like That's, the chickens. Uh, like the chickens. That's what I keep thinking yeah. of, man, <laughs> is the chickens. Yeah, free man. range parenting. So it's basically let them let let do. Let them rock and roll. Let them do their thing. Know. Wow. Yeah, and then they they have mental breakdowns over the fact that their kid won't behave. I mean, it's stupid. Um, I I have no problem calling that out as yeah, absolutely. Because I can remember, man. Okay, so if a free range and you have helicopter where you hover over your kids, and I must have been like a tyrant or something. Because I, (laughs) uh, I can remember one time my kid would not clean her room. She would not pick up not one piece of toy out of her room. So I physically took her hand. And put her hand on the block. Close your hand. And then I would make her close her hand. And we did this until she finally figured out that dad was not going to leave her alone until she picked up her room. You know? So yeah. that was that was my thing. But I don't... That, <clears throat> that right there, I don't like to call that helicopter parenting or, you know, like, I don't know, hover parenting. I like to just call that parenting. Yeah, I mean... That, that's what parents should be doing. They should amen. be teaching yeah. your kids that... These things that you're doing are not acceptable. Right. Not acceptable, like, by people or by the real world or by employers or by, you know, anyone who, you know. There's a lot of people that would speak out against that, though. I mean, there's a lot of people that would, that that's not okay what you did, you know. And and I remember my parents, if, if we would not clean our rooms, like, we just outright refused. And we're, I mean, we were like 12, 14, you know. Um, my sisters got in trouble for it. They've refused to clean their rooms. Mm-hmm. They just refused to clean their rooms. And one of them, I think, I think it was Tiffany. She's my oldest sister. She's a couple years younger than me. Um, she got everything removed. Mm-hmm. She had a mattress, a blanket, and a pillow. Yeah. Congrats. Yeah. And people would go nuts over that. And it's like. Excuse me, like, it's not like we're withholding food from our kid. Yeah, you know they're living in our house. You know they're still under our roof. Exact necessities. Right, the kid has the necessities, not all the wants. You know, like we've forgotten what that's that's become a big pet peeve of mine. Everybody's like, well, you need this, and I'm like, no, you want that. Like that's you're you are confusing these terms of want and need, and I think that that that's a big thing that has been lost in society is this idea of well i need this thing i need i need a video game system there need the kid needs a video game system you know or the kid needs you know a million dolls or whatever insert whatever is the cool new thing there i don't i don't even know what cool or new is so um i can remember taking the door off of my daughter's room one time she slammed the door. I was like, okay. <laughs> Popped See the dishes yeah. off. Took the door out in the garage. Set it down. She lost her door for a week. You know? I mean, it was like... My sisters were fighting. They made them sleep at in the hallway together. Like... Right next to each other. Yeah, in yeah, yeah. the same little mattress or whatever, you know, twin mattress. Fit right in the hallway or whatever. Like, they made them sleep right outside my parents' bedroom. 
until they could get along. <laughs> awesome. I mean, like, what's that hurt? That hurts nothing. It's called discipline. Yeah. Like, that's it's, – it's creative discipline because you got to know your kid, too. Like, you, you, every kid's different. And that's something that I never understood growing up. I understand it now a little better just interacting with people and knowing that people are different. But my dad was like, I love all of you the same, but I love all of you differently because you are all unique. And I have to – I have to treat you 100% different than I treat my treat your sister. People respond and, completely you know, your differently other to all different kinds of discipline. And I mean, you, uh, Cove, you've got how many brothers? And, you got one sister and how many brothers? Two brothers. Two brothers. So there's yeah. three boys, one girl. I thought there was more than that. No. There's it feels just, like there's it, more than that. <laughs> it does. Because there's it constantly does. other people living with them. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. Okay. So you've got to see that dynamic better than probably most people. Yeah. Right? I mean, like what works for me doesn't work for my younger brother and um what works for me doesn't work for my cousins and you know like it's all it's it's not the same it's it's not you know linear it's everyone everyone responds differently differently to different things and um i don't know i i think that my parents did a very good job they don't think so but um, I think that they did a very good job, and I look at other parents in people that I know uh, in in their lives, and I'm like, wow, I can't I can't imagine where I would be. Because I can tell it's funny you say that because I can tell you that there's a lot of now, so I'm granddad, you know, mm-hmm. everybody's moved out. You're kind of looking backwards, and you're going, wow, if I would have done this different, how would have it affected? Well, so and so, and if I would have yeah. done that different, you know, and I think as parents, there's no rule, there's no rule book, there's no handbook, no nothing. You just got to kind of wing it and, and <laughs> yeah. see, and it's, see it's what happens. Fake it till you, you make know? it. Exactly. I mean, and really in the, the first kid, um, it, it's, it's just like, well, yeah. Cause you have nothing to base you got anything nothing off to of. base up. So you're not only worried about them personally, yeah. you're worried about like, well, how do I change a diaper? How do I? You know, how what how sick is sick sick? You know, like yeah. you're worried about all those other things that once you get to, I would assume, to the second kid, I'm not having a second. Um, <laughs> but once you get to the second, you're like, okay, I know what the sickness is. You know, like I know how to gauge that stuff. I know like what normal is for food intake. I know what normal is for these different things. Now, I the only thing I have to really worry about learning about this new kid is who they are. You know, yeah. I would guess that that's how it, I mean, that's, that's how it seems anyways. So the first kid, you're terrified. Right. The second kid, you're scared. The third one's, eh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've given up and, and rules have gone out the window yeah, that you know, the strictness of the first two you know, had, you know. It's, it's, oh, you know, I don't feel good. I don't want to, you know, dad, I don't want to go to school. I don't feel good. You're going to school. Yeah. <laughs> that's the, thir- that's number three. Yeah. Number one is, oh, I don't feel good. And you're, you know, you're jamming thermometers and ears and stuff because you're, you're worried yeah because yeah. you, you don't know what's happening yeah like a, when, that touch to the on the kid, touch on the head no nope, you're not hot enough go to school yeah, go to school yeah so uh, it's a uh, it's a strange dynamic but um i think that i think that all parents though look back and they're like uh i could have done this better i could have done that better you know there's there's a there's an aspect to that i mean i i talked to my dad a lot and he's like he takes everything that happens with my sisters, who are all adults now. I just, it just, uh, like, came to my brain. I just learned the other day that my sister's actually twenty nine, right? Like, I still think of her as being this eighteen year old kid, you know. Like, I mean, that's pretty much when I left off for college. You know, she was not eighteen yet, but you know, it was like that's still how I picture her. But like, she's twenty nine, like. And and then I've got a 27-year-old and I think a 25-year-old sister. Um, So, like, my dad still takes all that stuff really hard whenever they, as adults, make these bad decisions. Should they, they've all actually been making pretty decent decisions lately. Um, But he takes that on himself. And it's Mm -hmm. like, Dad, they're adults. You can only do so much. Yeah. There's only so much that you can do until... It's on them. Like, they have to make their own decisions, win or lose. They have to make their own decisions. So some of the decisions that my kids are making now, I have, uh, I, I just wonder why. 
Was sure. there something that, you know, was there something along the line that I didn't reinforce that caused them to decide to do X? You know, uh, now that I'm, you know, now that I'm, uh, I'm, I'm starting to get, you know, a lot older. Um, you have three, I just, right? I have three. Okay. I have three. And um, I just, it's like, okay, you guys are old enough to kind of figure this out. You right. know what I mean? You know, I've taught you enough basics to say that, you know, if you're if you're gonna go out and rack up, you know, fifty thousand dollars in debt, you know, I've sure. I've tried to teach you basic, you know, math and, and and budgeting and that kind of stuff, but now it's on you. And at first, when you know, when they first get out in the world and, and you let them go, and it's 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 you know, and you start looking at these decisions they're making, it's like, wow, you know, did I did I not reinforce that? But now it's like I, well, I think it is it is what it is. Now you guys are on your own. You're old mm-hmm. enough to figure it you out. You had talked about not too long ago, just how your approach to some things have changed. Like just that listening aspect and, and letting, you know, doing that. I, I believe it was shaking my head. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. That's what it was. <laughs> and, and just that whole, like the idea that like maybe as an encouragement to anybody who's listening, like if you have kids that are even, even, older teens, right? Like even still in high school, but are, have the freedoms to choose things, right? Like there's some of that where you just, it, it might be just better to listen, you know, it, it might just be better to hear them out, listen to them and let them make some mistakes while they're still, still at home, you know, let them, let them choose some bad decisions after you've already taught them what you, what you can, you know, like, cause once it gets to high school, there's a little bit of teaching that happens, but it's only on their terms. You know, like that's that's one of those things that they have to want to be taught or else it's just not going to go in. There's so many other things that are that are entering in their lives. You just have to kind of be there, I think, as a as a parent of a teenager. I haven't I'm not I don't have a kid that's a teenager yet, but I've worked a lot with with teenagers and and I've you know, see the parent and I see the teenager and it's like Maybe you just you just listen to them, and just listening to them might actually be what makes them listen to you. Yeah, you know. Sometimes it's you just gotta let them suffer the consequences. Yeah. Period. Because uh, they're going to do it anyway. Right. Um, you know, my oldest stole my my car one time at night, drove it to Sarasota before she even had her learner's permit, and and drove it back. Nice. Nice. That's yeah. great. She get. I mean. Did she get away with it without you knowing about it? Oh no, I I, oh, okay. fi- I mean I figured it out the next morning when I got in. I had no gas in the car and Oh, but but she got out and back without you knowing. Oh, absolutely. That's oh, awesome. We were- <laughs> I mean that's that's not awesome, but I mean that is I mean like I mean, so, that's talent. I mean so, at well, least, you well, know, like I mean she was incredibly smart about it because she what she said is she figured out, you know, she she knew basically how to drive. She'd never sure. driven before, but she knew how to drive, so she got all the way out to 75. And she said, the only thing I did was I got behind a semi and I just paced that semi all the way to the exit that I had to go to. That's smart. Yeah. She just paced the semi. She didn't get out from behind, you know, and just stayed there. So when the semi changed lanes, she would change lanes with the semi. So that was what she told me. And she she drove all the way up to, uh, I think, Bee Ridge Road from Lehigh. So how did... Which is, folks, is about... uh, Gosh, that's got to be almost 90 miles. It's 90 miles. It's 90... An hour and a half. 90 plus miles. Yeah. I'll say, I think way. it's two hours to two hours to Sarasota, isn't it? Well, um, it takes me an hour and a half to go from my door, which is uh, oh, okay. in Lehigh, okay. all the way up to uh, Sarasota, which okay. is where the uh, north office is. So, um, yeah. so how did you handle that? <laughs> well, okay, <laughs> speaking of consequences, um, I, get, uh, I knew something was wrong, but I didn't put it together until later on in the morning. And um, long story made short, we changed her school. We found out that she was going to pick up a friend of a friend, right? So a buddy of hers from her high school uh, called her up, said they needed a ride, and talked her into stealing my car. <clears throat> and uh, when I found out how, you know, you know, A got to B got to C kind of thing, right? Now, was it, was it they just legitimately needed a ride? Somebody or is, need, was it like sketch? I don't know if it was sketch. Okay. That, that, I never really found <laughs> out what caused it. Right, why this person had to get from Sarasota back to Lehigh, um, but I knew that it happened. Yeah, uh, I changed her school. Okay, I, I literally pulled her so out of school. Had she come to you and been like, "Look, I got a friend who's stuck in Sarasota. 
and they need to come back and whatever the circumstances may be like would you go get them no way no really no way no see no my way. dad would have but there no would have been i mean he would have talked to parents he would have i mean That's... there would have been all of that but had had he had i come to my dad about and been like hey look i don't know all the circumstances but i've got a friend who's about an hour and a half away and i need some i need i they need to get home for whatever reason my dad would have gone Got them, brought them back. He probably has done this, but um, got them, brought them back. But he would have had conversations with parents and been like, "Look, I don't know what was going on, but you know, here's 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 the you know yeah. what I know." And and so, you know, I don't know. I mean, that probably would steer most kids away from asking. But I guess, uh, well, <clears throat> I guess it would depend. <clears throat> Excuse me. I guess it would depend on on the friend. I mean, I I'm assuming I didn't know this person. Right. Whoever she picked up, I didn't know. And there's no way I'm going to do that. Really? No. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, I'm, I guess I'm a terrible guy, but I... I no, I no, I mean, I, everybody's you know got to make that decision on their... I mean, like, how they feel about that that kind of thing on their own. I mean... I mean, if it, I guess... I, I'm, hindsight's twenty twenty. Sure. I guess. Yeah. Um, I still think I wouldn't have done it unless she told, it was, told me it was like a life or death situation. Sure. And then there would have been a myriad of questions going up and a myriad of questions. It probably, to be honest with you... If she would have talked to my wife, I think my wife would have went. Yeah. But, you know, dad's got to get up for work in the morning. You know, I'm sorry about your buddy's luck. You know, tell yeah. them to call their parent. You know, yeah. why can't with their parent? That, that would have been my right, first question. Right, right, right. What's wrong with their parent? Well, and I had a lot. I mean, this is my perspective. Because my perspective, I had a lot of friends who had a lot of troubled homes. Right. Life. You know, like... uh had a friend who whose dad was super bipolar and hurt several of them you know what i mean like and so like there was there were several different friend group situations like that friends would show up at my door crying to to just talk to my mom or my dad you know and so i my house was the hub of safety for, for all of my friends and people who weren't really friends but acquaintances even, like, would just they just knew they could show up at my house and my parents would would just listen and then get them home safely. But we were also known as the strict parents, too. Well, my parents yeah. were, were super strict, too. Yeah. But, no, I mean, we were known through their schools and stuff as the strict parents. We were strict parents. Right, we, you know, right. We, so, I mean, I don't know if that played anything into it at all, but... Um, yeah, so I, I I basically called up uh, at that time there was school choice. I think there still is, right? You can choose your yeah, school. Yeah, yeah. Um, kind of. I mean, kind, it's a lottery system, but yeah. Yeah. No, we we called up. You have a you have kind of a choice, right? Yeah. Well, we, you have you have you have three picks, have and then hopefully yeah. you get one of those three. Yeah, we we basically called up somebody. I don't know if my wife did, and told them the situation, what happened, and we said we want to go to that school over there and try that out and they had no problem with it okay by yeah. the way you you know we had to i don't think there was even a bus that came out to where we lived to take her to the new school so we had to take her to school every day but still i mean the next move if it would have continued would have probably been to move we would have physically have moved. really yeah we would have physically moved there was a and i got that had it happened before no Oh, okay. No, and when we changed schools, that all, happened again. That it all chilled out. That was, I mean, there may have been times she snuck out and that kind of thing. Sure. I don't know about. I'm sure it did because I always found wrecked screens. <laughs> the screens were wrecked in our house, you know, mm -hmm. and there was, all the screens were destroyed. So you know, somebody was getting out somewhere, but nobody stole my car again. So they weren't yeah. going that far unless somebody. See, I think some of that's interesting. I, I think that most kids are going to sneak out at some point. I Not did. all, but I think most are. And I think that... Wait a minute. To tell you the truth, I ripped off my parents' car. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I, never, I never did that, but I, I did sneak out several times to take somebody from one point to another. After, I mean, I was of driving age, but, um, but I never really... I mean, it was like a weekend. It wasn't even like you know, a school night or anything like that. But I think most, most, most kids are going to sneak out. And honestly, I think it's the overreacting. I think sometimes yeah. that can cause them to shut down a little bit. I, I think disciplining is different, right? Yeah. Like you got to fit 
have the discipline that fits the situation, whatever the, the crime is. But like, I don't know. My dad was very much a, look, if you're at a party drinking, you call me and, and you can, uh, and I'll, I'll come pick you up or whatever. And, you know, no questions asked until tomorrow morning, right. you know? But I, I, I I giggled. I don't know. Kobe looked at me. I started laughing again. I actually talked a girl into stealing her dad's car. <laughs> That's <laughs> so I stole my parents' car, and then when I was uh, when I was eighteen, I I I conned my girlfriend into into stealing her old man's car. Mm. That was a great. So it came back though. to bite you, is what you're well, saying? Yeah, yeah. I yeah, mean that. Yeah, you know, it's that old saying. I hope you have kids that act exactly like you act. Oh man. So. Yeah. Thankfully, I, I was a pretty I've good never kid. really had any reason to sneak out or anything, um, just because, like, my parents have always been open to, like, let me go places, because, I don't know, they oh. always know my friends. You're 16? I'm 17. You're 17. Okay, well, yeah. all right, all right. Yeah. You're, 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 you're almost past that time where it's like... Have you have they turned... Well, let me ask you this. Have they, Has your parents turned that corner where they, they quit, like... You know, I, I've said it before. I quit parenting my kids at, at at some age, at a certain age, and I can remember it was later teens. I quit parenting, and I became more of a. It, I made a slow transition into mentoring. Do you think your parents have turned that? Yeah, corner? I think I think they they are in the process. Like my dad is definitely there. Um, like because I don't know, I do work at the church, so it it's just. It, it's a good opportunity for him to do that and a good op- opportunity for me to learn like on that different kind of environment um my mom is also turning that turning that corner um it's just harder for her because she likes to do a lot of parenting because she is a teacher so she's always parenting yeah because you know she never comes out of that mode right right yeah so yeah, but, that's interesting. Yeah. So is it noticeable? I guess is the question. Well, obviously you've already you just answered that if you're if you're sharing it. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So. I mean, to bring to bring God into this mix, right? Like, right. Um, talking about parenting and and allowing people to make choices, even though you see it coming as well. You know, like you can see. You can see when your kid's about to make the wrong choice a lot of times. Like, it's like, you gotta let them, sometimes you gotta let them fall, right? You gotta let them do something stupid that's not gonna kill them, but might hurt, you know? And I feel like God is very much like that. Like, he's very much a, here, here's what, here's what's best. Like, I've taught, I've, I've given you all the opportunity to, to learn what the best way to do things is. And, now now you get to to try life you know mm-hmm. like and i'm here i mean i i'm right here to help pick up the pieces and I, i'm right here to walk alongside you whenever you are are uh are deciding to walk walk with me you know and make right cho- right choices but he never stops loving us through that you know like i i think that a lot of people i think the the free range parenting thinks that you know being there right on top of your kids, you know, or being watching and, and in the early stages is like too harsh, you know, it's not loving enough. And they think that, you know, allowing your kids to do whatever they feel like doing is the loving option. Um, but I feel like we get different, different points from that in the Bible. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, kind of. Um, the way I, God loves us enough to let us make our own decisions. Right. right. Mm-hmm. If He didn't love us th- th- that much, He we would be automatons, and and that you know we would just be programmed to worship God rather than being able right. to come to God in a free will kind of situation. And that really kind of expresses our love in a in a bigger way that we have the choice to either walk away from it or or come to a, a saving relationship with with God through Christ. Um. So. I know for me that when when I think about that, that just in my way that shows that I love you know how much I love God and that I have these all these different choices, even to to walk in a worldly way and just forget religion altogether, quote unquote religion. Um. So I have that opportunity to seek the world and to seek the pleasures of the world, um, and I I have 
but because I love God and I love Christ so much, I've given that up um, to follow him. And, and it's actually been, to be honest, folks, it's been a better life because I have turned away from the world than it would have been if I had gone full ahead, you know, full steam ahead and just done whatever I wanted to, you know. And, and you know, Cope, you're going to be faced with, as you, you come up, and uh, go you're going to college or what are, yeah. you, what are you doing yeah so as you go to college and that kind of thing especially now i mean nowadays um i'll be praying for you hard because uh you're coming up in into a, a time in college where you're going to be heavily indoctrinated into a a secular kind of thing right mm. um to accept um you know gender fluidity whatever that well, is exactly not me because i'm going to uh a Christian college. Good choice. So, yeah. Well, Good for but, you. Uh, we've been talking um we've been talking on the podcast about a little bit of that too though. I mean it's even all over. these people in claiming Christianity are starting to preach this this whole yeah. gender fluidity and and all these different things that are very what I would call woke Christianity yeah. uh mentality like that oh well, you know, the world is shifting, so we should shift too. But that's not that's not Bible that's either, not you right. know. Like <laughs> no, yeah. and I mean, so you're gonna have to you're gonna have to work harder than the generations behind, uh, that came before you mm-hmm. to keep steadfast. Um, and it's it is difficult. It is a difficult thing. Uh, so you know, uh, uh, I'll be praying for you when you. I, you know, I pray for all you guys anyhow. Yeah. Uh, but I'm uh, you know. You get you get double portion, my friend, because <laughs> uh, I, I I just you know I've seen even like you know uh, my kids who go through you know a couple a couple of them went to college one didn't and you can see it you know you can see uh, it's you know the one that didn't go to college he's very conservative mm-hmm. very you know uh, he doesn't buy into the whole woke thing and the ones that have gone into college and that kind of thing are. You know, you can see the influence, man, and it's 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 scary. It's scary because all of them came up through the church. Yeah, all of them. Um, you know, I wasn't the best church going guy when I was in my twenties, thirties, but at some point we, I, I made a commitment, and I and I pulled these guys in as as best I could. So they have a very, you know, they have a know knowing of who God is, who Christ is, what Christ did for us, who the Holy Spirit is, that all of that, and how to tap into all those resources. And the ones that went to college, you could see the influence, you know. So, just uh, keep your eyes wide open, my friend. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and when dealing with people who think those things, listen. Like that's one of those biggest, the biggest things I think I could give parenting advice wise or life in general wise is just listen to people. Like most of the time, when people feel like most of the time I think people feel unheard because we're not listening. Like nobody's listening. They're just talking, right? We're all pushing our own opinions, our own agendas, our own thoughts. And I think that the people that can break through to other people are the people who can just sit there and listen to them mm-hmm. and hear them out. And mm-hmm. just, it doesn't mean you have to agree with somebody, but I, I'm, I'm a prime example of what not to do. I am an arguer. Mm-hmm. I like to, to debate till I'm blue in the face. Like I, that, that's something I enjoy, right, wrong, and different. Um, and so I, I have a harder time sitting and listening, but I also have learned that I've learned discernment of when it's important. You know what I mean? The super important times that you got to like, it's just time to listen and, and have those, those, uh, those tacked gloves on you know i've learned those moments i haven't learned to do that all the time so in the little petty stuff i'm not as good at that and i kind of go off the you know rails on the crazy train Mm -hmm. but i uh i definitely just recently i had a conversation with with somebody that that they they just were into some things that they shouldn't have been and they thought that the consequences of such that was happening in their life was was God punishing them. And it's like, no, unfortunately, consequences happen regardless. Yep. 
I mean, consequences are going to happen yeah. in your life for things that ha- that you go through or do, regardless of if God's real or not. You know, like it, it, that has no impact on that as much. But the cool thing about God is that that you have a hope for uh, to get through tonight and then get through tomorrow too. You know, like that's that's something that with God we have that hope. And then, that gets and us then to one the next day to moment. have a day without consequence and have an eternal lifetime without consequence. Right. Right. It's not even, but I don't think it's really without consequence. I don't think you even have the desire to cause the consequence. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, everything has consequences, good and bad. Right. Like, mm-hmm. we got we to gotta think about it that way. And I think that attitude's not thought of the right way either. I think that attitude can be good and bad as well. Um, but I think that consequences, good consequences happen, right? Like, you you do something good for somebody and their life's a little better, that's a good consequence, you know, like you buy somebody groceries and makes them happy, you know, or that makes them a little bit less stressed about their week. I mean, that's a good consequence, you know, it, even it's if it's a just a cause effect thing, you know, even if it's just a smile or an acknowledgement, right. Know, that, Hey, you know, Hey, how you doing? You know, that kind of thing. Um, that can, that can set somebody's day up. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's uh, got about five minutes left. What uh, got any finishing thoughts? I I really just I want to drive home listening to people, man. Like you you can't you can't break through to somebody unless you get to know them and they feel like you've gotten to know them. I mean, that's where the starting of loving somebody is is mm-hmm. listening to them, getting to know them, uh, regardless of if your views and beliefs clash to theirs. Uh, that's, I think, one of the biggest problems with our country right now is that nobody's listening to each other. I mean, a lot of us looking at interviews or, you know, seeing people post things online, like a lot of us actually have a lot of similar desires in life, you know? Mm. Well, I mean, when it comes to black people, I don't want them persecuted by anyone. Nope. I want them to have the exact same opportunities in life as anybody else and, and the same amount of love. And I want them to see Jesus just like I see Jesus. And I want them to, to know Jesus that I know, you know, like the Jesus. Like I, I, I want nothing different for them. But at the same time, like somewhere in the mix, there's some mixed signals being caused, I think, by Satan, by the enemy, right? Mm. That it, it makes things confused this whole critical race theory that that based on skin color we are a certain way like that's kind of stupid you know like (laughs) there's there's a little bit of mess there i mean and i i would think that everybody really for the most part desires the same things you know we all want happiness we all want to be loved we all want to just be comfortable you know like and we all want one, the same things. I don't understand the the mess that's been made in the mix of it all, you know? And I think that we aren't listening to each other and we're not hearing each other. And I think that without listening and without hearing each other and without just having those conversations, the people who are co- trying to cause this divide and, and the forces of evil that are trying to cause this divide, the in the spiritual realm as well, like, like they are able to split us in two with a with us not listening to each other and without us like just treating each other like we're human, you know. Yeah, I think when it comes to critical race theory and that kind of stuff, that's a minority. You know what I mean? I, I think if we really looked hard at what people truly think about, you know, stuff like critical race theory and that kind of thing. Um, you know, I've met a lot of people of a lot of different races that all they really want to do is go to work, make a paycheck, feed their family, go to sleep, rinse and repeat. You know what I mean? Yep. That's all they want to do. They want to be left alone, you know. And, uh, but I think the, the few that are that are driving those those wedges in, in, in between people are very, very loud and they're very noisy. And uh, yep. they're the ones, you know, the squeaky wheel gets the oil kind of thing. And as sooner or later, the silent will rise. You know, the silent will be have enough. We've already seen it with with the election in Trump. Uh, in Trump, you know, 
for as much as Trump is a he's he's a good businessman. He did run the run the country well, uh, but he was also that voice for the silent people that just said enough's enough, you know. Um, and don't be surprised in 2024 when he comes back. <laughs> Side note on Trump: Why did he wait until his very last speech to have a good speech? Like his be- his goodbye speech was incredible because he's he is he can't because it, the way he's put together the way the guy is wired he can't keep his mouth shut. I just he can't. But if he do talked it. with that kind of presidential talk. He could have said the same things, he, yes. but but he if he would have talked like that, he'd still be president. Yes, I don't think that a lot of people who had a problem with him would still have a problem with him if he talked like that. You know, like that is that is absolutely correct. But uh, the problem with the problem with Trump is that he is a real estate guy. Right. In order to sell real estate, you got to be kind of big and over the top and that kind of thing because you're selling something. You are a salesperson. And not specific. And not specific. <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah, well, just back to your, your the minority, yeah. you know, the few being loud. The few being loud. Um, I mean, we we've heard this before from another voice too you know right ben shapiro talks about how 20 percent of any group mm. can cause enough stink to change the rules for the entire group regardless of what side it doesn't that part doesn't matter but yeah. the fact that that a small minority causing a loud enough stink can create a mess of a change for the majority right of of the group and and i think to some extent i mean that it's been like that a long time it's yeah. not a new problem. This isn't a new problem at all. But the majority has to find their voice. Yeah. And that doesn't look like insurrection yet, right? Like, no. that does not look like insurrection yet. Um, not saying it's time to call brothers to arms or anything like that yet. Um, and I pray to the Lord it doesn't get there, right? No. Like, I pray so hard that, that we don't get there in this country. But we do need to do something. We do need to step up and start talking. Go to school board meetings. Like, have you seen some of the the people going to school board meetings changing? I mean, changing the way the school board is running things because all of a sudden it's important now. Yeah, it is because they understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. You know, people are waking up, and but don't wait till there's a problem. But don't that's... wait till there's a problem. Like that. This is what I'm saying. Like, we need to start stepping up, even in the schools that aren't having a whole lot of issues. We need to become a part of it and not wait. Mm. Like we need to be ahead of this game any any bit that we can be. I mean, we're already a late to the game, but but that's just one thing. Like we're talking about parenting this whole this whole podcast like step up step and up. start start start, start being involved in your start kids' involved. life from point A to point B. You are responsible for your kid how they are raised how they grow up, and what they turn into whenever they're an adult. Yeah. Like, you're responsible for it, even though they they do have to make their decisions from that point on, right? But if you don't lay that foundation, that's on you. Yeah. And so, I don't know, that's, that's we got to start stepping up and, and being involved well, in our kids. Well, the Bible know? talks about it. Teach a, te- What is it? Teach a child the way he should go and He'll follow that all his life. I know that. Right. I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm totally yeah, yeah. demolishing no, that's, that that's, verse. Yeah. But uh, that the Bible talks about it. So, you know, there's a lot of truth there, folks. You just got to open it up and take a look. Every, everybody that I've talked to that has been like, you know, oh, you got to have another kid. And she'll grow up spoiled. And and the Bible teaches us that if you spare the rod, the child mm. gets spoiled. Mm. I mean, my kid, she... There is no part of the rod that's been spared. I mean, mm-hmm. like, actually, that's not. Literally speaking, that's not true. But the way it's meant, it, it is. Like, I, I have no problem punishing my kid. Yeah. I don't give in to every whim that she has. If she is going to be whiny and screamy and cryy, then then she's not necessarily going to get what she wants, you know? Like, she, I have no problem disciplining my kid at all whatsoever. Right. 
And so when she's with other people, now she kind of bossy when she's playing, you know, but she's not spoiled. Like she is a good kid with other people. Right. And that's because I have put in the work at home to not spare that rod. Like my kid loves me. She, she would knock on my door. I had COVID a couple weeks ago or a while back, depending on when this is. Um, but I had COVID and there was like three or four days where I didn't even see her. But she would come by and knock on my door and tell me that she loved me, like, periodically throughout the day. My kid loves me. She knows I love her. But I absolutely discipline my kid. Well, you and, discipline and because And I will you love not, her, you know? not do that, you know? Right. And so she, that's, that's, kids, kids are super spoiled because of this whole, you know, well, we shouldn't spank. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe that's good for you, but... That's not how my kid's going to be raised because my kid's going to have a brain in their head and know when no means no. Yeah. And they'll so. be able they'll have better discernment later on. Right. Because you you've taught them, you've laid the we've we talked about it the last time we were here together. Right. Uh that uh you laid the foundation. Yeah. yeah. All right, take us home. Yeah. That's it, man. That's that's what we got this week. Yeah. We're talking about parenting, some controversial topics, a little bit of video games. Uh it's it's all it's all wrapped up into little bits and pieces that of nuggets of truth that that we need in our our everyday life. It may not be your normal podcast, but it's the truth response. So, yep. thanks. God and bless. God bless. Hey, thanks for joining us. Make sure to subscribe and give us a like on iTunes and Spotify so that you will never miss a show. And while you're at it, check out our Facebook and Instagram pages and make sure you tell your friends about this show. You don't want them to miss out on the truth because we are all about the truth. Thanks for joining us this week and God bless.